CW Radio, your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Newscast. Today is Wednesday, June 29th, 2011. I am Lou Mangello, trying to help you increase your appreciation and enjoyment of Walt Disney World with my WDW radio show, Walt Disney World trivia books, audio tours of Walt Disney World, iPhone app, Celebrations Magazine, and lots more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. want to give big thanks to our sponsors this week, our friends over at touringplans.com. They are the research team behind the unofficial guide to Walt Disney World. And whether you are a first-timer or this is your 100th time, it's all about maximizing your time in the parks. How would you like to save up to four hours on your next vacation touring in the Disney theme parks? You can with the crowd calendar, wait times, lines application, touring plans, and so much more. Again, check them out over at touringplans.com. So let's get into this week's Walt Disney World news. We're going to start over in the Magic Kingdom, because starting in just a few days on July 3rd, the Tangled Play and Greet, not a meet and greet, the Play and Greet experience over at the Magic Kingdom, uh, where Bell's Fairy Tale Garden used to be, is going to go under uh, a few changes, and that is Flynn Rider, got the axe. Flynn Rider is no longer going to be part of the meet and greet experience. He is going to join Rapunzel though when Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party comes back uh, later on this fall. He's also going to be found at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, but there will be no meet and greet experiences with Flynn. Uh, so what the it's really going to do now is focus solely on Rapunzel and there's going to be more opportunities during the day to meet her. Obviously meeting the princesses is very, very popular. Uh, Snow White and, uh, sorry, Cinderella and Aurora, they've got their meet and greet over at uh, Mickey's at the Town Square uh, Expo Hall right now, the Town Square Cinema, the Town Square Theater, sorry. Um, that's going to change, move over to Fantasyland, but if you want to meet uh, Rapunzel, that's where you can. So my question to you people who are watching either uh, in the box or if you're watching uh, on YouTube or on the WW Radio blog, would you like to see, or do you think you should see, the princes with their princesses, or is it just solely a princess meet and greet, and that's what it should be? You don't sort of need their understudy. Uh, you don't need the man behind the woman. You don't really need to meet Flynn Rider or Prince Eric or whoever it might be. You want to just meet the princesses. Uh, Lady Aurora says, yeah, the princess would be great. Brad49201 says, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Two Tiger Moon says, bring the guys in. I think it would be nice. Um... Disney fan, a lot of, would like to see princesses, Murray Kingdom. So it's interesting that they're taking Flynn Rider, who's not really a prince per se, but sort of. Uh, but a lot of you would like to see the princes as well as the princesses at the meet and greet. So uh, I think that's a really interesting concept because the princesses meet and greets have been sort of traditionally considered more for girls, more for the little young princesses. I wonder if you would potentially get more little boys in there if they knew that there'd be a male character the meet in there as well. I'd love to hear more of your thoughts about adding the princesses because everybody in the chat room so far seems to think that the princes, uh, for the most part, most of you seem to think that the princes uh, should be in there. Guys do exist, would like to see the prince and princesses. Uh, Murphy says, my son loved seeing Prince Naveen. I agree. And uh, Beagle Lady says they want to see something for the boys. So boys need heroes, too, says Brad. And I agree. We'd love to hear more. Please come by 
uh, the post about this week's newscast over at www.radio.com. Leave your comments there for that as well. Moving over to the resorts, the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa is undergoing a lot of changes. Uh, obviously, we've talked about the rumored uh, potential DVC resort coming there, but they're, they're testing out a new program in the next couple of months to evaluate a new service called Concierge Club Connection. Say that three times fast. What that's going to do is it's going to give concierge uh, cast connection guests access to a cast member via phone, email, or text message every day to 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. And after those times, you can leave a voicemail 24 hours a day. You're going to get a personal sort of assistance with dining, tours, recreation, uh, up-to-the-minute information on everything Disney. So you're going to have sort of maybe your own personal concierge with you while you're there. Right now, they have pre-selected some guests to take part in this pilot program. Uh, they're going to get an email with an overview of the service. And depending on how that goes, it may be something that they introduce later on. So my question is, and people are already saying, sounds cool, but Mac Attack, exactly what I'm thinking, is this going to be an add-on service? Is it something that they're going to have to pay extra for if you want sort of concierge level plus? Uh, is it sort of a, a premium service on top of the already existing concierge uh, level service? Because you do have access to the concierges throughout the day uh, at the concierge level desk. Now, you'll have, is it going to be sort of that access to a personal representative for the length of your stay? Will there be a couple of different ones or is it just sort of access via all these different methods, including text message, which is very uh, interesting. You're out in the parks, you're waiting online for Peter Pan, your wife decides you're taking me to Victoria and Albert's like it or not, buddy. You get on your text message and your concierge makes that reservation for you. Um, again, everybody's asking how much will it cost? There is no sort of uh, description about that yet. I think because it's a, a pilot program, they probably aren't charging anything at all just to see how it works, see what the response is going to be. But again, I'd love for you guys to comment, uh, continue to comment over not only here in the chat room, but in the blog. Is this something, if you stay concierge, you'd like to see? If so, what would you be willing to spend? $5 a day, $10 a day, $50 a day? for access to a personal concierge 24-7, uh, really somebody or a group of people who you can have access to. Uh, Mark Vitek is saying, could this be a first step towards an extra fee service to guarantee fast passes, ADRs? Very interesting. That's been something that's been talked about for a long time, giving deluxe-level guests or concierge-level guests access to getting fast passes before they get into parks, guaranteed fast passes. We've talked already about sort of this next-gen technology coming in the next few years where we at home will be able to sort of book not only ADRs, but fast pass times as well, wondering how that might play into it as well. Very interesting what might happen with that level of service at the Grand Floridian, potentially other deluxe resorts, Disney Vacation Club as well. Uh, let's keep talking about that some more uh, after the newscast tonight and on the blog. Uh, moving over to another resort, sort of opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, we're going to go over to Fort Wilderness, where changes are happening not to the resort, but to the Hoop-de-Doo musical review. And there is going to be some testing going on, not of a new show. I've gotten a lot of emails this week uh, from some panic-stricken guests concerned that they're testing out a new show later on this year. That's not the case. They are only testing out new show times starting November 13th through February 11th, 2012. Currently, there's three shows a night, five, 7.15 and 9.30. What they're going to test now is 4 o'clock, 6.15 and 8.30, moving it back 
a little bit early and maybe so some of the little guests can go to an 8.30 show as opposed to a 9.30 show. The reservation for the window for that test period is open as of today, so all the new reservations going forward will have access to those new show times. Nothing else is going to change. The pricing structure stays the same. The Disney dining plan credits stay the same. Uh, everything is going to go back to the way it is currently as of February 12th, 2012. So people are looking in the chat room. They're saying um, they like the change. Many people can get back to the parks after the first show. Absolutely. Even if you go to a later show, you still maybe have time to get back. If it's an extra magic hour, it could be done with dinner by 1030 or so. Get into the Magic Kingdom for a little late night uh, touring of the parks. Walk off some of the uh, of the good food from Hoopty Doo. Um, the question I always ask when I talk about things like the Hoopty Doo is, have you ever been before? Is it something that interests you? Is it something, if you haven't, that you want to do? I think the Hoopty Doo, uh, even more so than something like the Spirit of Aloha show over at the Polynesian, is one of those must-dos. you got to try it at least once. It's fun for families. It's great for kids. Even adults love to go. It's dinner and a show and just sort of that really good kind of comfort food in a fun environment. And to that end, do you like these shows? Do you like these kind of dinner and a show things? Like like this, uh, like the Polynesian Luau. And if so, would you like to maybe see more? Would you like, beyond sort of a, a character meal, would you like to maybe see sort of a dinner and a set show? Whether it's themed towards characters or a film or a topic or the theming of the resort, whatever it might be. Um, people are talking about things like the backyard barbecue also there. Really a lot of fun and a great way to uh, sort of plus up your dinner. People are always asking me and looking for different ways to do something special. These are some of the really fun ways. If you have a large group, Hoop-dee-doo is a lot of fun. Uh, something we'll definitely have to cover on the show going into uh, going in the future. Hoosier Disney fans says, the dinner shows are great if the show is good. Uh, these are good for that people that frequent Disney, want new things to do. I even think it's something fun for first-timers, Jay Miller. I think uh, you go to the Magic Kingdom, you take a boat over to Fort Wilderness, you go over to Pioneer Hall, you have a great time, you can take the boat back. So you sort of get an attra a little attraction, uh, I think, uh, as you ride on the boat on Bay Lake, and you get dinner and a show, and it's really, again, with that high-energy lot of fun. Uh, Alamoda would love to do a pirate dinner theater show. Mac Attack prefers the backyard barbecue. Uh, there should be more, says Dustin. Don't forget Yeehaw Bob. You can kind of call him a dinner show. Not really something that you have to make reservations for. You can really kind of just walk in and have drinks or appetizers. Um, Irene WK says, dinner theater with Disney shows like Beauty and the Beast and Lion King. Um, Kenobi fan, I agree with you 100%. This would be fun if they brought the Adventurers Club back in this sort of way. And I've said for a couple of years now, since the Adventurers Club closed, that I think that is what may happen. I don't think the Adventurers Club is dead per se. That concept, those characters, possibly, more sort of probably. But I think that you will see that kind of a dinner show come back in some format, possibly even in downtown Disney. It's the perfect venue for it. Um, Hyperion Wharf, whatever it's going to be called, is a great location for something like that. That's why things like the Explorers Club in Tomorrowland never got built because a lot of people will come in like they did at the Adventures Club. They'll grab a soda, they'll sit there for hours, and there's no turnover. There's no turnover, and there's no monetization because they're not selling drinks, they're not selling food, they're not selling merchandise. People are kind of just sitting there hanging out. But if you had 
specific times and specific shows with the beginning and end, you could have three, possibly four shows uh, a, a night. And I think that is where you're going to see that concept come back. Um, possibly, hopefully, won't say probably, maybe in downtown Disney. Again, I'd love to hear your thoughts about what you... Oh, so H.C. Whatever that guy's name is, H. Nineman said, a Muppet dinner theater would be a great idea. I love that. Really, really like the uh, the Muppet mystery dinner show, says Kay Salace. Um, Adventures Club dinner, Ink and Paint Club, uh, Cork and Canvas, Muppet dinner with Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, Muppets seem to be uh, really getting popular. Uh, one of the things that has been talked about in the past, I think we would love to see, what about a Star Wars cantina? Uh, you sort of take that area by Indiana Jones and Star Tours and Backlot Express, make that a sort of Lucas land, a Star Wars-themed land. What if you had some sort of a, a either a casual restaurant or a sit-down show where you had uh, Max Rebo and the band at the, uh, the Moss Isley Cantina? I think a lot of geeks, myself included, would really like that. Cloud Cantina, obviously by virtue of the name, loves that idea as well. All right, a couple other quick things before we run too long. Speaking of Disney's Hollywood Studios, opposite side of the park, Fantasmic uh, is going to start being offered nightly as of July 3rd. Going to continue through the summer season through September 30th, 2011. The times are going to vary. Sometimes it'll be one or two a night. Uh, you need to check Disney's website for operating hours, or more importantly, you can check touring plans and the Lions application. They'll have the current times for Fantasmic. And it's an interesting choice because I think the idea was they want to cut back the number of shows during the week to two in an effort to save money, I think what probably happened was they were probably losing money because a lot of guests maybe weren't coming or staying at the studios for Fantasmic. I, for one, very happy to see that come back. And I wonder for the people who are chatting, and here's Matt from Mickey has the answer to the question, is it one of those must-do every time he goes? He says it's, a fan it's the best show. Um, hopefully, Rianne says it's going to allow more people to see the show. I agree, absolutely. So, and I wonder how this is going to alter people's plans going forward because now I think a lot of times people were planning for the studios specifically on a night that had Fantasmic or would do a second half of the day on nights that have Fantasmic. How is this going to affect people's plans? How is this going to affect touring plans who I know is already sort of on the case and made adjustments to their touring plans, to the application, probably giving you a little bit more flexibility as to when you can go. Uh, Jay Swade said, yeah, it's going to help distribute the crowds. Um, Mark Viktek has seen Fantasmic every visit. It's going to be a monthly show for him to see. Magic fan can't, can't wait to see it for the first time. Elbug and Disney fan for six says it's absolutely uh, a must-do. Um, I think this is definitely going to sort of thin out some of those crowds, make it a little bit easier to see. You're not going to maybe line up for two hours ahead of the show in order to get a great seat. Not that there's any really bad seats in Fantasmic. Look, 10,000 people, you all have a pretty good seat. Um, especially if you sit behind me, really no problem with the sight line. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see even after September if they cut it back when the slower season comes or they keep Fantasmic running every night, once or twice a night. Uh, the dining package, Jennifer F., I assume that is also going to be nightly as well. They do have the Fantasmic dining package where you can go to Hollywood and Vine or Brown Derby and get that sort of reserved seating there. Chase um, Wade, yeah, the, the mass exodus is in fact excruciating, but it's all part of the fun, really. Um, 
One last thing, very time sensitive because tomorrow is going to be your last chance. It's the last day to purchase discounted tickets to the D23 Expo in August uh, the 19th, 20th, and 21st. D23 members can save as much as $144 off the Expo tickets if they purchase by June 30th. You can find out more details on the Expo website. Visit d23expo.com. Again, remember, uh, Thursday, June 30th, last day for D23 members to get that discount. A lot of people saying they already uh, have ordered theirs. Ray ordered his back in December. A lot of people wishing they could go, already counting down for it. Rianne, Nolan, uh, people excited for it, counting down the time. And listen, if you are going to be there, you got to come by the Collectors Forum because we are going to have a great booth. If you came by last year, we're going to do things a little bit bigger, a little bit better than last time. Uh, we're also going to have people, we're also going to have uh, a few surprises there as well for people who are at the Expo and for you who are watching in the box, we are once again going to have full live coverage end to end all three days. And you can go and check it out over at D23 Expo Live. Uh, there you'll see some videos that we have up from the 2009 Expo. There's three or four up there now. You can also stay tuned for more information as we get closer. That's going to be the place to go to watch, to chat, to tweet. A lot, of, a lot of interactive stuff going on, and I promise we've got surprises uh, for you guys as well. Make sure you follow me, too, over on uh, Twitter and Facebook, too, to get updates as they come out about D23 Expo Live. If you are going to be out there, be sure and come by the booth. Going to have a lot of cool stuff going on there. We'll definitely have some meetups in Disneyland. Definitely at Trader Sam's, speaking of the Adventures Club, uh, and lots more. So I am super, super excited about that. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for taking the time and watching. Please keep this conversation going. I will engage you guys as well, both at youtube.com slash Radio, and I'll post the video on the WW Radio blog. I'd like you guys to come by and leave comments there, and be sure and come by every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern at WW Newscast to watch and chat live. Again, follow me over on Twitter. I am at Lou Mangiello, and join the page at facebook.com slash Radio. Also, be sure and come by Check out the free WDW Radio iPhone app as well as the all-new WDW Trivia app. Trivia app over on iTunes. 750 questions and descriptive answers. Hundreds of did-you-knows. Uh, you can share your score with other online and more updates, free updates, coming very, very soon. Um, I guess that's about it. Visit the website at www.radio.com. Blogs, photo galleries, discussion forums, the WW Radio store, Big sale going on right now on the audio tours, the audio guides to Walt Disney World on CD and download. Check it out at the WW Radio shop and visit loumangelo.com for more, inform more information about me, private tours, all the other stuff I've got going on, Disney and otherwise. Uh, that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you again for taking the time and tuning in and watching. Uh, I am Lou Mangiello. I need a haircut. Have a great night.